0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a podcast of one's own. Uh, you're listening to episode number four um, on the topic how to support the movement. And apologies um, for the delay. We've been quite busy organizing our hashtag never okay event our collab with the Law Society and also... Deadlines and life getting in the way. It um, does. <laughs> but we managed to come together, and we that's me, katrina and I'm joined today by Esther and Victoria. Hello, hello, girls. Thanks for being on the podcast with me. And um, what shall we start with? Because,
1: well, um, first of all, administration. We yes. still have our welfare form yes. that you can find on our social media. Anything that we discuss in a way that you don't find appropriate or that makes you feel uncomfortable or that is in any way not. You don't think it's actually stands with our values. We just misstep. Please let us know and we can raise the issues with the rest of the committee.
0: Because at Gensock, we're all about um, constructive criticism. Exactly. If you do have an issue, please let us know. Reply to us um, on YouTube in the comment section or on any of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And we will address it, and we will talk about it Um, on the topic of that. On the topic of that, in fact,
2: we've got an interesting comment on our last episode uh, about the Me Too movement and backlash and improvements and stuff. And we're going to address that comment at the end
0: of this uh, of this podcast episode. So just yeah, we don't. We just want to make it clear that um, this is not an interview or anything. We're not. Experts on the topics. Obviously, we do our research, and we, if we look for statistics to back it up, um, we will probably start linking them in the show notes. Um, but it's just our opinion. So. Um, and most
1: importantly, yeah. is things that come up from our sessions, our weekly exactly, sessions. Yeah. So most of the time, it's not just our opinion. Yeah, yeah, but we're not ca- just and sort and of asking like by.
0: It's not set in stone. Like we're here to start a discussion. Yeah. Um, to start a conversation about certain things and um, yeah so if you do um, agree or don't disagree with anything we say let us know on the welfare forum or um, reply to our social media media. great we'll um, address that comment at the end of the (laughs) the session uh, episode yeah uh, it was quite interesting so um, let's let's start talking about the session that we had two weeks ago um We did a bit of a different, um, we had a bit of a different approach this time. Um, We used Menti, I think it's called. Victoria, do you want to explain um, the sort of concept behind it and why we did it?
1: So the concept behind it is that we wanted to do something that was more workshop-oriented rather than just normal session. And also we wanted to look at the people who may not be as outspoken the recessions because of their personal preference but that still wanted to put in their inputs and make their points so with Menti we are able to create polls, surveys that you can answer on the spot uh, so basically you just have an idea of what the entire room is thinking even though not everybody will be comfortable with speaking up or raising their hands. So I think it was a really good way to have a, a good comprehensive look at outlook at what's what the room was thinking, what with the with the general
0: idea was, yeah. I would say. To have sort did of everyone really well. engaged, yeah. um, even though... Um, because, like, especially with, like, some of the things we talked about, those are sensitive topics, and some people might not be comfortable yeah. about speaking or sharing their um, opinions or experiences, exactly. which I love. Like, I personally love sharing just yeah, stories. <laughs> and I felt, like, that session was just very much about... Um, Situations you encounter when you talk to people about feminism Um, so obviously that comes in handy when you kind of talk about there are like like, a lot of things to struggle with when mm -hmm. you're trying to
2: be like be an activist and Mm -hmm. I think it was just one of those sessions where we just wanted to get as many different experiences as possible like just like a bank of experiences that you can Mm -hmm. be like oh actually this was a good way to handle that situation and that was a way that maybe I hadn't thought of before yeah. mm. um, and but that had, also required yeah. a lot of people to kind of con- con- contribute
0: so yeah. and we had a lot of different um, issues and topics coming up and we just picked out the ones for this podcast because yeah. otherwise we'll be talking for two hours and the ones that we felt were kind of people engaged the most with or could relate most to yeah. um, so one of them um, was definitely about um, and we're going to have a session on calling out and cancel culture. Um, and one of the questions that I sort of personally struggle with as well is how do you call out people, but you um, sort of keep them in the conversation and you um, you criticize their opinion or whatever, but um, you actually make them think about what you're saying and make them question their own values. Um, There's like yeah, a f- and it can thin line be between...
2: Yeah. Calling someone out on something that they're doing that mm. might not be what you perceive mm. as being right, or maybe even what they wanna, like, want it to come across as, but they just. I don't know. It's difficult to call people out without them thinking or feeling that you're just attacking. And I exactly. Think,
0: especially, like, it depends on the situation as yeah. well. So if you call out someone in front of all their friends,
1: um,
0: mm they might get really defensive yeah. and they might not even start thinking about what you're actually saying because yeah. it's like how, how so you like the say natural, natural
1: response is just um so actually since the session I read somewhere or I heard somewhere somebody told me this is term which I actually like which is calling in someone rather than calling out. Mm-hmm. Mm. Might have been my own therapist to be quite frank with you. <laughs> well
2: <she's laughs>
1: but a clever lady and what Whatever said this thing, because I literally cannot remember, meant by this was saying, rather than calling out in an accusatory way, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: if that is not what you want to do, if that's what you want to do, you know, Mm -hmm. good for you, like, go for it. But if that's not what you want to do, if it's maybe, like, a loved one or a person that you trust, and you're like, oh, wait, I actually don't think that's what they were trying to say, calling them in, so rather than just say you were wrong, saying, like, you know, why are you... Um, saying this, or mm. hey, have you thought about it this way? So calling them in the conversation, mm. rather yeah, than yeah, just inviting like them ostracizing to speak rather them. Than, yeah, by like ostracizing them from the conversation. Mm. You know, which I actually really like. And in a way, what Katharina said, her experience was during the session. So mm. a situation I think was when somebody said something homophobic. Yeah, and you would just basically call them out mm. on that. And made them reason with what they said, and actually yeah. made them realize that they actually had never thought about it,
2: yeah.
1: or they didn't actually know what they were talking about. I think in a way that could be an example of calling someone in rather than yeah. calling someone out. Like,
0: oh, that's true. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I feel like in that, that? that particular situation. Um, I mean, it was a setting I didn't really know these people before, but they were friends of a friend of mine, um, so it wasn't like a complete stranger, mm-hmm. and also. We've sort of had conversation before, so mm-hmm. I wasn't just a random person yeah. accusing them. Um, but it depends. <laughs> like, these things depend on the situation as of well. Course, like who, a lot. Like, who's affected by that. And I find it a lot easier to debate with people about things that don't affect me, like, directly as a person. Oh, yeah. Like, they might attack my values or what I stand for. But... Um, yeah, I feel yeah, like sometimes like I'm more though, like... comfortable about. I don't mind picking a fight with them then, but I completely understand if it's um, a gay person um, in the debate and they're personally attacked by what other people of course, say. Yeah, that's different. Maybe that's if you have the strength, do it. Um, call them out on it. But I completely, I could completely understand if you're just like, I'm gonna remove myself from yeah. this conversation because it's just hurtful.
1: I think one of um, the things that we discuss, even in the mental health section Section of the session we will, which we will talk about later mm. is that there is no like guideline that is set in stone. There is no dogma. The first thing that you need no. to think of is safety for yourself, yeah. for the situation. You know, realize whether it's a it's a safe environment for you to call somebody in out whatever you want, mm-hmm. but. Just whether if, if it's appropriate, like in the sense of will it make you an uncomfortable position, yeah. position you want to be in, or even just really unsafe. And if it is the situation where you feel, we actually, I don't feel that safe, then, you know, that's what we all agreed on. Like, you have no, how do you say that? Like... There's obligation not... to do anything mm-hmm.
2: no i think it get it's really easy to get into the like mindset sometimes that like oh but what's the right way to act in a situation like this like how can i find which is i guess some sometimes maybe a little bit contradictory to the title of the session which is like how to support the movement yeah. mm-hmm. because obviously we're not sitting here with answers and we're like not going to give you a list because that's impossible for us to of do, course. like of how to do it, because it's got, everything is going to be based on the context and based on the individual Who's and whatever is whom. going on. Yeah. yeah,
0: what's been said before. Um, and I will say that um, if someone says something blatantly homophobic or racist, it's important to sort of realize that this is not an opinion yeah like yeah, racism or homophobia, it's exactly. not an opinion, and if you don't come from like sort of a common ground where you're like, okay, we both um, value like human human rights. Yeah. Um, yeah so we talked about that.
2: that was one of the things that we discussed, whether like how to handle a situation where the person that you're not necessarily arguing with but that you're talking to and, and discussing with says, "Oh well, let's just agree to disagree."
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's because that's a, that's a annoying. tough
2: one when when they're arguing for something that's not an opinion, mm-hmm. and that's actually just um, a, a stance that's oppressing a, a minority mm-hmm. or something that's harmful to you directly or to someone else. Yeah, um, and then you don't want to sit there and be like, "Yeah, let's agree to disagree." We it's can like, we can do that know? for
0: certain things. Like we don't. I mean, it's the same for us in Genstock. We're not not all of us have the same opinion about everything. Like, yeah. we argue sometimes, and we, I mean, we don't fight, but it's always, um, we all come from a place where we're, like, we're an inclusive place. Yeah. We value the basic, like, human rights. We value that so, we have different opinions yeah. on things. But
2: I think the whole point the opinion, part is, like, yeah, that it has yeah. to be common ground on, but, like, what yeah. is acceptable.
0: But if someone just doesn't have that, I would say there is literally no point in starting yeah. a conversation or even arguing. And you're just going to... Yeah, you're just going to yeah, wind yourself up and you're just going to end up being... Like, feeling really, really frustrated, which is an experience that I, like... I felt like that a lot recently, that when you're involved in activism and you do events and you do all these kind of things and then, yeah... It can be, it can be quite frustrating when, yeah. um, especially people, when you sort of out yourself as a feminist... And then you talk to people, and they expect you to have all the statistics, all the answers. Like, yeah. but then they would just say something completely like out of context. That's not even an opinion. And the end of the debate would be like, "Oh, okay, so let's agree to disagree." Yeah. You know, like, then <laughs> you, know, like you just wasted all yeah. of my time, and yeah. you were not yeah. even willing to like to, have an open yeah. mind to start yeah. with. So yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, calling out or calling in. Um, it's still um, it's still important that we do it and that doesn't necessarily mean that we have to cancel people yeah, because no. like the example that I brought up in the session um, the discussion I had with the um, two guys who were saying basically um, oh I mean I'm nothing against gay people but I wouldn't want to have a gay friend because obviously he's gonna um, I don't know like hit on me at some point or yeah. whatever and I was like oh okay, so why do you feel that way? Have you ever experienced anything like that? Please share. And no. then at the end of the discussion, they were sort of like, they realized that they had nothing to back yeah, it up yeah. with. And they were sort of like, hmm, I actually don't know any gay people. Yeah. And I was like, duh. And also, like, why are you
2: assuming that, like, none of your female friends are going to hit on you? And, like, that mm-hmm. wouldn't have been a problem, even if you liked like them mm-hmm. or not. Like, it's it's just a very, like... A lot of the time strange. I think that ingrained uh like perspectives uh and limiting beliefs just like they show up and you can tell that people have not actually given it thought. That's a good moment yeah. to call them in, I think.
0: I would say that that was like a personal success for me in a way that yeah. I felt like for the first time I'd actually managed to sort of call someone out. Um, I mean it was a heated debate, I'm not going to lie, like yeah. it got not ugly, but at some point I was like Sorry, like, why would you even assume like someone would be interested in you in that yeah, way? Like, I mean, it got, it got a bit so, personal yeah. as well, but yeah, they said they said some pretty homophobic stuff, so um, I feel like that was okay of me to get a bit emotional. Yeah. Yes, we also talked yes. about like
2: how in in situations where like you don't even know where to start, like someone says something and you're like, I have, seen oh many my issues, god, like, yeah. I don't even know. Like, I've I've been in a situation where pe- where people. Have, told me like oh but like gender equality or feminism like like we we mission don't need that like mission is yeah. accomplished we already have gender equality women can do whatever they want mm. and i'm like where do i begin like i yeah. genuinely don't know where to like start because there's so you. many levels like... and i'm just like if i start talking about the like the wage gap that's one thing but that's like a tiny thing in comparison mm. to like other underlying structures and like where in history do I begin? And, and mm. do I, you know, I think what we arrived at, like, not really arrived at, but w- one thing that we talked about in the session was that the best way to handle a situation like that is to try to find something that will be relevant to that person. Because yeah. if you start thinking about what's relevant to you, and if you're in a position where you've given this a lot of thought, like, evidently, we have all given gender equality a <laughs> lot of thought and always do. Yeah. So we're going to have, like, a bulk of like w- arguments for, the, for why opinions. we need it do you, you need know a what I mean? bulk of opinions <laughs> <laughs> right so 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 if this person is not given it a lot of thought then trying to find a point in their life that you can tie down to gender inequality then they'll be able to like oh wait yeah you're yeah. right actually that did happen to me and um, hmm I get I get it
0: <laughs> yeah um, so another thing that we talked about for quite a long time was the question how do I talk to people um, like how do I talk to other generations like mm. your grandparents mm. for example maybe even your parents about feminism and about what's going on like in my life at the moment what I'm struggling with because my I don't know about you but my grandparents they're like 80 90 ish yeah. um, and sometimes it can be a bit tricky because it's a different time, and my my grandparents. I mean, I love them, but the the roles at home are still very much. Oh, my granddad was sort of like he was always working, bringing yeah. home the money, and my grandma. I mean, she worked as well, um, but she was responsible for like the entire household, all of the chores, like, mm. and that that was never questioned. And I wouldn't. Um, I I mean I wouldn't want to preach about yeah. how I think that's problematic in a way um, because that it's their life. I'm not going to meddle. Yeah. Um. Obviously, but and then, it, wasn't time, so it was not a like different time. It was a different time, exactly. Right and they're still open-minded in like a lot of ways. But sometimes I just feel like they don't really um quite understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. Um. Because from they just they look at my life and they're like, oh, you. You were always like your parents always supported you. You got great education. You can do whatever you want. Blah blah blah. Like, what's what's the issue? Yeah, um, basically. So it can be a bit tricky to. Um, and some members were saying as well um, how their grandparents sometimes just say really um, inappropriate, out- yeah. outdated stuff. I feel like. And how do you talk to them, but still sort of respect where they're coming from, what they've been through? Oh. It's so difficult. I thought it was really interesting
2: to have that discussion because my grandparents, they're also as grandparents are really old. <laughs> <laughs> um really and like cool. but I wouldn't say that these are conversations that I necessarily have with no. them. Like our relationship is founded on a lot of other different things. Yeah, especially like most of all founded on the fact that I was a child for most of the time that I've known, them, you know what I mean like it's it's so much more than just sitting down having political and ideological discussions but
0: do you feel like they sort of you can have a discussion on a level where they would take you seriously and they'd be like oh you're a grown up now I mean obviously because they might still see I you as like, like a little girl and kind of yeah. they you in a way that they're like oh you don't you just haven't seen what I've seen like you haven't been through what we've been through I feel like they would
2: take me seriously but Mm -hmm. they would like take it with a pinch of salt like Mm. in terms of applying it to their own like they would be like oh yeah I hear you but also that's relevant to the society that's going on right now and currently like they're kind of still living in their Mm -hmm. time like a little bit yeah I agree with that in a way I'm not saying they're not aware of what's going on in the world but it's different because like my grandparents definitely don't have like Instagram and Facebook and like social yeah. media and that's that in in a way I think they're unaware of how the social climates changed. Yeah. Mm. And so to some extent it can be it d- depends on the individual of course but it can be unfair to expect them to like have the grounds to meet you yeah. where you are mm-hmm. in in your analysis but because think, they don't actually just don't know.
1: I think one of the things that we talked about is that because it's so hard to Talk to your grandparents and sometimes to your parents too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes even talking to your parents can be like exhausting.
0: Frustrating, yeah. Frustrating
1: because you're like, you raised me to be this person that mm-hmm. I am. So how do you not agree with what I'm telling you mm-hmm. now, you know? Um, of, of course, if you have a good relationship with your parents. But I think what's what's to take away from this situation for the hardship that is talking to older people is that when we become the older generation, hopefully we'll know. To Take them seriously to like, yeah. yeah to take, yo- I have a younger cousin, and sometimes she tells me things, and I find myself going, How would you know? Yeah, you're only, wrong- and then I go, yeah. No, wait, this is what used to frustrate yeah. me so much mm-hmm. when I was her age because she she leaves the school, she lives like a day to day life with her peers. I don't, so maybe I mm. should listen, you know. And I feel and like it's a
0: smaller like age gap, but still, the kids that are in school now. A lot has changed since then. And yeah, they're like, making changes, changes happening we quicker and quicker. Yeah. Which, so yeah. I
1: think that. And, and they're making such a big difference. Are like you reading about the strike for school climate? Oh my god!
2: Yeah. I know so you many like, young yeah, kids that that are. That would have in, never happened when never. I was in
0: school. Never. I always no. like I look at all these like huge demonstrations, and I think it's amazing. But like yes. if when I, back when I was in school, if someone told me, "Do you are you going to skip Friday every like every?" are you going to skip school every single Friday to go out and protest I would have been like
1: Oh. No, I Am lie. I allowed? Do I need to ask my mom? Yeah. yeah. I know, yeah. exactly. But I think, for me, it's refreshing because I see my cousin and I've got, like, for example, siblings of some friends who are around, like, maybe 15, 16, maybe mm-hmm. a bit older now, but mm. around that age. And, and I have them on Instagram, maybe. So for me, it's really beautiful. On every Friday, I go on Instagram and I see this this series of, of Insta stories of all of oh. these kids. And, like, and I'm like, yes, go for it. You know, and I think... I think sometimes you need to realize that maybe speaking to other people can be a lost battle.
0: Because mm, yeah. I know for
1: my yeah. for my case, my grandpa did his political battles when he was whatever age it was. Yeah. Because he was a worker in a factory. And so he did his political bat- battles. And I feel like now he's, I think he's about 70-something now. There are different battles. Yeah, now, I, I don't right feel now. like he would actually have the strength to say yes Whatever because he did what he had to do when it was his time. I was
2: thinking about though, like about that about being like in the workforce and stuff, because after the session or when we were in the session, what I basically said was I think it's kind of important to be protective of yourself and your relationship with your grandparents and not just like throw that out the window because Mm -hmm. you're trying to prove a point that might not even come across and it's just gonna infect like beautiful relationship mm. that is probably not even gonna be there for that long, mm. you know. And obviously, oh, no. I mean that's sad. <laughs> let's but be real. Let's be real. Uh, Shout out to our all, grandparents. Like all morning is <laughs> like, but like, um, the difference when you're talking to your parents
0: yeah.
2: would be that they're actually still in the workforce. Oh, they're yeah. still like out there, and they're so that like that might maybe raise the stakes a little bit and make Mm -hmm. it more worthwhile to take that battle uh, as hard as it can be Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and that's that's that was my standpoint in the in the session and then I left the session and I kept thinking about it and I kept talking Mm -hmm. about it and I was Mm -hmm. talking to my boyfriend about it and he was like yeah but so if you don't take up those conversations with your grandparents like your grandparents are still able even if they're not in the workforce they're still they're able still to vote yeah so in that sense i'm like yeah okay we can and this is going to s- sound horrible but this is like my mentality when i got there was when i saw the results of the us election i was like mm-hmm. can't wait for that demographic group to just to be just- like yeah dead <laughs> um <laughs> no but i was like oh my god but like that generation that's going to be a shift i think in political power like
1: yeah, mm. but powers. I think it's very sorry, sorry go
2: but but in but in on this topic and a lot of important topics, obviously, it's like, but do we really want to wait like 10, 15, 20, 25 mm-hmm. years until like these people wait don't this
0: long? um can't vote anymore? So.
2: so that was a bit of a yeah, that really gave me another perspective yeah. on it. I was like, maybe I pff, I don't know, Should but take I think it up a bit it,
1: more. It also like the pack, for example, I think it buys To family with family and how your relationship is in the family, yeah my example is I only have my maternal grandparents Mm. and for us every Sunday lunch is a political debate Yeah, without any doubt without any miss and and so we become politically aware from a very young age in my family (laughs) because Mm. it's inevitable if you want to be part of the discussion you better you you better better. know your politicians okay Mm -hmm. and I think I mean, for example, I'm quite lucky because my grandparents, even if they disagree completely with what we're saying, Mm -hmm. they still trust that that their kids, so my mom and my uncle, will give them... The right advice on not who to vote because they still have their freedom, yeah. but they will still provide like the best option and say you know that maybe you should think about this and this and this mm. rather than like these other completely completely different but political party. There, there's an awareness of like but them but that's knowing... because I also know that my grandpa was politically involved mm. from a very young age, so I know that my grandpa would never vote for the alt right. <laughs> like, you know I know that he's still gonna vote for the for the left. He's just that I know that he's also kind of like open. You know, in, into hearing what his kids have to say but for example yeah, with yeah. me if I told him vote for this I don't think my grandpa would be like yes Victoria thank you for <laughs> your um, okay. your advice but I also think maybe like if you for example are in a situation with your and this just came up to my mind if you know that your grandparents were politically involved like mine were sometimes it's good to also like have that kind of thing where you said like when, when you were 22 you were doing strikes and you were doing your own thing mm-hmm. and you were involved in the party So why shouldn't I also give you advice? And I don't know, maybe if your grandparents are a bit more um, malleable, (laughs) they would be able to say, oh, wait, actually, yeah.
0: But it's different from, I mean, obviously with your grandparents or your parents, you already have that sort of established relationship. So I feel like if you call them out or in or whatever, like if you start a discussion about something, um, it's totally different from just calling a random person out or calling someone out you just met um and you kind of so from just my personal experience and my family like you can you can trust that you can even have like a heated debate but that's still not going to change your relationship with them like they're still going to love you the same um and like we said for us and Jensuk as well you don't have to agree on everything um you just have to feel or you should feel comfortable to talk about these kind of things and i'm always amazed with my granddad who's turning 90 this year and he is so open-minded it's incredible like he would listen to everything me and my sister said i remember when we became like vegetarians or vegans he was kind of like, "Oh, that's interesting, yeah." And then he just listened. And he was like, "That makes a lot of sense." Like when my sister had her coming out, he was completely cool with it. Yeah. Like he was just like, "Yeah, you you just do you, like no yeah. no so nice. whatsoever." So th- it can be like they can also surprise you, know? Yeah. A way yeah that sometimes
2: you have to give your loved ones yeah, a bit more credit. You have, yeah, yeah, you
0: have to give them credit, and you have to trust in, um, in them in a way. And yeah, yeah so, um, to end this on a high note, and then yeah let's speak maybe about a bit about the last point um, from the session that we talked about for quite a while how do I um, talk to religious people or how to talk to people um, who come from like not the UK or not like Western Europe without coming across culturally insensitive when you have certain when you disagree with them and they're sort of like that's just the culture where I come from that's how it is
1: I feel like Um, I am much more comfortable talking about the religion part. mm -hmm. And I think with that is always have an understanding that you're not, like, you know, just trying to make sure that they know. I know that I sound super condescending, but I speak from a viewpoint of a religious person, sort of. (laughs) You need to, sort (laughs) of, (laughs) the Catholic girl in me is still there. Um, Make them aware that you're not attacking the religion or most importantly, their faith.
0: Yeah. You're
1: not yeah. attacking their faith. Like, you know, I, again, with my sort of religious, like, I, I would love to believe in God, mm. you know? So I, I'm, not attacking, <laughs> I'm not attacking anybody's mm. faith, because I think that's, you know, that's a good thing to have if you have it. And mm. if you care for it, and if, if you want to take care of it, that's beautiful. Mm. You're just saying, hey, maybe within the institution, that you're part yeah. of, because I think that's the main district It's not God, I you just, know. It's just the institution. The institution there are institution is. I feel
0: like you have that, to. There has to be a way of like criticizing um someone or what they stand for without being like oh you can't say that because it's my religion or it's my no, culture no like whatever. nothing can ever but be
2: so protected that no, you can't call no out because
0: religion attrition. this is my opinion and I'm just going to say it religion should be a personal thing yeah. and I'm not going to attack you for what you believe in but please do not impose your belief or your values on me and my life that's yeah, all I think, I'm saying. I, I think um, that's where the line needs to be drawn. Like Yeah, for sure. So if, you have your freedom of speech or of belief or whatever, as long as it doesn't doesn't limit my freedom.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, And if you think, maybe, for example, if it's a situation where... This was a situation, for example, there was this YouTuber called Andrea Rasset. So this just came up to my mind. Mm-hmm. She's bisexual, and she was forced to do to come out because her best friend was really religious, and she, was come, she had come out to her best friend. And after a year of coming out, her best friend came out and said, you know, actually, I do believe you're going to hell. But I've just never said it because you know my beliefs. And obviously she had, like... Because she was threatening to basically, like, out her... She had to come out publicly. She had to explain why she was no longer friends with a Mm. person. And I think... Her, the way that she handled it was always very respectful I think she, she's a believer too under, uh, the the YouTuber herself no. I'm not sure but she never said you know like she attacked me with her religion and her, her religion It's just like this specific person lied to me and like betrayed our friendship and you know mm. because of her beliefs that she tried to impose on me mm. you know but it wasn't the religion itself that was a problem yeah. it was the way that she put those values upon me mm. that you know, created the issue. And I think that was a really good and um, mature way to handle it without, you know... Because I think what you were saying is true, you know, it's just, like, we should be able to speak about... For example, again, with my grandparents, they're very religious. I come from a very religious family, and sometimes I don't want to be like, you know, by the way, the church, sometimes those things are not good. Mm -hmm. Because I know that they can take offense, they they believe in it a lot. But you also have to have the freedom of saying, you know... And this is also something that I spoke about in the session, too. If you are aware of the religion, for example, I'm aware of some Catholic beliefs, then it is helpful to also not not use them, but talk to them, to this to this specific, with the Catholic, Because mm. I know that Jesus would... I strongly believe that if Jesus was an historical figure right now, he would be on our side. <laughs> and yeah. I don't mean to offend anybody by saying this. I hope mm. st- I don't. But I believe that he preaches support he preached love thy neighbor he preaches Mm. community because that's what humanity stands with community Mm. so maybe if you're talking if you feel comfortable again of course to talk to somebody who has a different view of you or says no but the bible tells me this
0: Mm.
1: remind them the bible also tells me tells you to respect everybody and that there is no category b
0: yeah. You know? Yeah, but that's I think that's really important too, that's sort of what we have to take from it as well. That these the Bible or whatever you believe in, it's been written like so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's been written by men also. Um and it is sort of open to interpretation um mm. at the yeah. time that we're in. So you can say, Oh, I'm a Christian and I read the Bible this way and then another person yeah. um comes and says, Oh, but it like you cannot have an abortion for this and that reason, like
2: I think it's important. I
0: think Um, it's just so it's it can be tricky. It's just so important that, like,
2: this is my personal opinion that Mm -hmm. there can't be, there there can't be any institution or or uh, like thing that ties people together that's untouchable for criticism. Like that's like you know like Mm -hmm. if if people are not able to talk and criticize and discuss problems. In within religion,
0: then how is, then how is that? Like that is yeah. that's
2: just yeah. unacceptable. Like yeah. the the you can't have an institution yeah. or a, a like a movement mm-hmm. that's immune to any form yeah. of totally discussion. Agree.
0: And you can't just shut down a conversation by saying, "Oh, that's just what I believe in." Yeah, like no, no, it's like, no, no okay. sorry. Like, not, like you can you can uh, absolutely. Then again, believe. like that is not an opinion. No, like it's just I, not. And if you I think can't back it up. Like.
1: Going back to what you were saying that was really important, it's like as long as it doesn't attack me personally. Like yeah. The example of abortion, you may be pro life. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That means mm. that you decide with your own body, body. to never have an abortion body. because that is what you believe in. And that's you're right. Fine. That's mm-hmm. a that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. you do but then the discussion happens when you come up to me, like all of these these attacks that happen outside of planned parenthood, or whatever, you're like, mm. no, God wouldn't want this, and it's like, well, tragically, maybe. I don't yeah. believe in that, but <laughs> so, it, like, it can you know? be vicious,
2: like, or like, it doesn't even have to be like, oh yeah, I think you're committing murder if you do this. Like, it can be subtle as well, yeah. like with yeah. your friends. I I remember having uh, someone in my school uh, in at the end of high school, and she was one of her friends got pregnant. And didn't know if she was going to keep it or not. And this girl that I was friends with, yeah, knew. Um, she said that she she was really, um, like, she was very religious, very, mm-hmm. like, a Christian Protestant. And she had told her friend, well, you do what you want to do, but you know exactly what I think. Yeah. And like she didn't even have to say like Judgment. and what I think is that you are mm. committing murder. Like she didn't even it's have to implied. say that. Like yeah. it's implied Absolutely. and it is obviously first of all like infecting the friendship, but also like that's a traumatizing thing to hear from a friend yeah. or from anyone mm. even if it's just implicit. And I think in in that sense like you have to just keep your those mm. values to yourself.
0: Yeah, and we're going to have a session um maybe this semester probably next next semester about body autonomy where we're gonna talk about all of these things in detail um so i would say we'd wrap it up for now in terms of the session yeah take home message um, is basically there's
2: no right or wrong it's all just context-based but (laughs) yeah
0: it's context-based and just keep in mind that you have to pick your battles your mental health like your well-being always comes first remove yourself from the conversation if you're not comfortable um also in my experience what helps is if you have support like for that um, conversation that i had before that debate that i talked about Mm. i had my best friend with me and she backed me up on everything i said yeah so that gave me like the strength to sort of Pick I mean, the and be like, yeah, so...
2: I mean, sometimes people will also take this. They'll be
0: like, oh, but yeah. yeah, explain this to me, explain this to me,
2: explain it to me. If you don't have the energy, like, refer them to Google. Google is your best friend. Like, you can <laughs> Google that. There's a nice like, video someone that will help Google you. Google
1: is your friend. Yeah. I think you can just, like, search
0: Google is your like, friend. Like, you don't have to do
2: all the emotional labor all the time if it's just, like, people that are too lazy to do it themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. So... Anyway. Yeah. Um... Like we said in the beginning, we're not um obviously um we're all about constructive criticism. <laughs> so let's talk about the comment that we got for our Me Too podcast on YouTube. We just saw it now. Yeah. but apologies we're Apologies for that by the way. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna address it, um, because I feel like it's still um It's important in the way it's an important we, comment too. Yeah, like, it's an yeah. important comment too and it can give us Sort of, um, it's just feedback for us. Like, yeah, what yeah. can we do better, um, or maybe um, what could you also do better uh, in terms of phrasing your opinion when you, um, yeah, when you. Um,
1: so first of all. I think it, it's important to point out that again, like we said at the beginning, this is not an interview, so this is not an expert interview. We're not interviewing experts. We're not. We are just providing our own opinions, which sure. are informed and formed through um, mm-hmm. references. I mean, we are all university students. We've we know, done our
2: research, but, but we they're know how essentially research works.
1: Yeah, and for that, at Katarina was we're saying we're we're gonna provide notes at the end of the, if we if we provide statistics, and also most importantly, they're not just our own opinions their opinions get they get formed with the discussions that mm. happen during the session which means that maybe sometimes we say things in our own ways but it's just what comes out of the discussion yeah. of mm. 20ish people sometimes more sometimes less so do you want to do you want to
0: maybe say what the comment was yeah. about so we're all um in case So um
1: the comment was just about a statistics that we gave um mostly which is that we said that
0: I think 2% of the 4% of accusations of sexual misconduct or rape um, are false. Yeah. And yeah we just pointed that out to make it very clear that while there is um, the public perception that false accusations are a huge thing, the numbers actually don't back it up. That was the point that yeah. we were making.
1: And but that we that that statistic came from the...
2: That was res- from research for the Home Office. Yeah. And that's for the UK. So most of the statistics that we use are going to be from the UK, but but there have been similar studies in the US and Europe, and the same number lands between 2 and 6%. Yeah. And
1: that's uh, anywhere. So The statistics that we get given are our sender training mm-hmm. provided by our university, and that's, um, that is given by a former police uh, officer. So he provides the statistics from his own work experience and that was also a very similar or if not the same statistic so that's where we got that statistic from um, so the comment also mentioned some other statistics, some other numbers um, which I'm not going to mention because I don't because I don't know where they're coming from we think. The comment <laughs>
2: basically said that our numbers were were actually r- wrong, wrong and yeah. that it, in fact it's a lot higher yeah. which we didn't find when we did the research originally and now upon
1: looking it up again,
2: uh, still find that these numbers that the comment are is is pointing towards are just not true.
1: And also one last thing that the comment touched upon was that we are the, according to the comment, we are the proof of why men stay away from women because (laughs) um, I'm not going to make a judgment upon that because obviously I don't agree with that, but... Well, to be frank, I don't think that's what we gave off with our podcast at all. I think we were trying to give off the complete different vibe. of my Gen Z vocabulary. Like, we... I think, the, I mean, the the comment starts out by
2: criticizing the fact that we're we were in all chamber. like mm-hmm. an all yeah an echo chamber. We were just like we all four agreed, or five yeah. women sat talking about the Me Too movement, and we all agreed. And the thing is, uh, like Victoria said before, it's not an interview. We've not invited. We've not. We never said that we would be do our best to always have as many different representatives of every different demographic as possible. We would love that, but this is a weekly thing that we try to do based on the sessions. And in the sessions, we have a much wider scope of people that actually can contribute. So what we bring up is a collective sort of... It's like an overview of what, yeah, we, exactly. what went down in the session. And in that session, there were more than a few men present yeah. and and people of all ages and ethnicities so absolutely we were only for for women in our 20s yeah. talking about Me Too also, but we I feel, also I kind of feel reported like
0: if you listen to a podcast people. excuse me but it's a 40 minute podcast um, by the Gender Equality Society on the Me Too movement I'm sorry, but what do you expect? Like, um, yes. and I also also thank you for
2: listening. Um, yeah, thank you. Minutes. Minutes. <laughs> but for then I'm I'm of kind
0: different. of asking myself whether that person who wrote the comment listened to the very end because not everything we said um, was that we like we didn't agree on everything that the Me Too movement did or that it stood for. Because, yeah. like, at the end of the podcast, for example, we talked about um, cri- like feminists or women or just people in general, what they had to say about the Me Too movement, that it's not inclusive enough,
1: um, Mm.
0: etc. So it wasn't like it was just a praise of Me Too for 40 minutes. Um, Yeah.
2: No, but... It really wasn't. Yeah.
0: Um, I feel like we
2: always do our best to prepare mm -hmm. for sessions, but also when we bring those sessions back into the podcast recording studio uh, to 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 bring in a lot of different perspectives on things. That's the whole point of the society, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that, that's I guess that's a take-home message for us. If that is not communicated as well as we want mm. it to be, we can take that.
0: What I will take from, from the comment, which I think it's good that when they were like, oh, your numbers were false, which they aren't, I cannot stress that enough, um, it's been like actual no, research been, done for the Home yeah. Office. Um, but what I'm going to take from this is that if we bring up statistics, we will do show notes and we will link um, the statistics yeah. that we found. So yeah. it's well, actually Minimize just thrown
2: around numbers. Yeah,
0: just thrown around numbers. So I think in that way, um, yeah, that was constructive in a way. It was, yes. yeah, yeah. Think it, about it. Thank you for taking improve. the time. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you for taking the time. And um, yeah, if you listen to this podcast, maybe... Um, yeah you can
2: give us a thumbs up <laughs> 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 yes
0: <laughs>
2: or not we don't care. Ah. <laughs> yeah. not validated by likes <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening guys yeah. yes thanks for listening um thank we'll you be- oh
0: yeah, thank, thank you thank <laughs> you for being on the podcast with me so we'll be back um next time talking about the hashtag never okay event that we had with the Law Society and hopefully we'll get one yes. of them to speak to us about it. So it's not just us three or four <laughs> talking about it. We actually have men on the podcast. Wow. Oh gosh. We're so diverse. Okay. <laughs> um so um till next time. Thank Bye. You. Bye.